Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the Illinois final line as they traveled to play the Purdue Boilermakers. Number three ranked Illinois came into play. Number three ranked Purdue, the two best teams in the Big Ten, in my personal opinion. And Illinois had a rough go uh, in the second half from the last time they played Purdue when they took it took overtime for Purdue to get the win. Kofi didn't have a good game. Uh, this game was good in the first half and the second half uh started off okay and then Illinois kind of fell apart. Um is there cause for concern for Illinois? Uh is this just a, another preview of what we might see in the Big 10 tournament? 
Is Illinois still poised to make a run in March Madness? Is there anything for us Illinois fans to worry about? That's what we're going to discuss here on the Coach Steve Show podcast. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you head over to bellyupsports.com, check out all the blogs uh, and all the other media there. Uh, There's plenty of shows on there. There's over 70 podcasts, I believe. So go to bellyupsports.com and check all of that out. This podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone and is back to the basics, books, and drills. Yes, I am a football coach, so we are in clinic season. We are trying to get simpler. You know, we're trying to get back to the basics, and Coach Stone helps everybody out with that with his Back to the Basics book series. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all of that, please and thank you. Uh, let them know I sent you. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Um, all you football coaches, speaking of, um, are your linemen's helmets, they get scuffed up a lot during inside run period or even just during drills because, you know, uh, linemen is the best position to play. They hit all the time. All the time they're hitting people. Their helmets are getting scuffed up. That's a lot of blows that they're taking. Well, I've got a way to help protect the shells and reduce the repetitive blows. Those big guys are taking each and every week. When we get into summer and we get into the season, it's guardian caps. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and use the code 15 off you will get 15 percent off your order uh to cover up the helmets they have the scuffs marks it will uh, um, reduce the impact 20 to 33 percent which is a ton um it's used over by five nfl teams and 200 plus colleges that's a lot think about that 200 colleges uh, like Alabama, Georgia, who just won the national title, Penn State, Oklahoma. So big-time guys are wearing this. This is not uh, something that's just gimmicky. If they're using it, it means it's got to work. Guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. we got to protect the craniums, fellas. we got to protect the craniums. 15 off as your code to save 15% off your order. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about Illinois Fighting Illini traveling to play Purdue. They travel to play number three Purdue. Now, I think we all are in an understanding that Purdue is a very good basketball team. Very good basketball team. They Purdue would probably make a poise. It's probably poised to get to Elite Eight to the Final Four. I also think Illinois is poised to do such a thing as well. Now, after this game, even, I still think that. I still think Illinois is poised to do that, but we'll discuss that. So, the last time Illinois played Purdue, it took an overtime. And Purdue, down the stretch, was making the free throws. They started to make shots. Illinois just made too many mistakes. And, you know, that's all she wrote. When you make mistakes, they're hitting their free throws. That's just what happens. It was a close game. It was in Champaign-Urbana. Close game. One thing we took away from that game was with Kofi Coburn. That was one of the worst games he had this season. Probably one of the worst games in his career. And a knock on Kofi a couple. We talk about the NBA. Then we talk about what's going on now with Kofi. One thing you hear from Kofi, and you know, I listen to some friends of mine that do podcasts, and they say the same thing. When Kofi plays another person that is just as big as him, if not bigger, I'm not talking, I think Kofi muscle-wise is a lot bigger than people. But when you play against a guy or a team that has a guy or somebody that is just as tall or if not taller and big, 
he struggles when the team is that big. And that's what Purdue brings. Purdue is very lengthy. Now, Illinois is lengthy, but their biggest person is Kofi. And then Purdue is lengthy. They can shoot. And I think their length, if not being taller than Illinois, does bother everybody on Illinois except Kofi. But that is one knock that we took away from the Purdue game was Kofi gets bothered by guys that are bigger. So coming into this game, you think this game would have been, okay, Kofi's going to come prove us wrong. But also you got Purdue on the other side who, you know, they recruited well. This is a good program to look at and say we keep, you know, Coach Painter for a while. When you keep a coach for a while and build it up, this is what happens. As long as they progress forward, Purdue has always been good at basketball. So I don't know if this is going to turn into a rivalry because, you know, Illinois got a little beef with Michigan. They have a little beef with Iowa, you know, back even before the loser Garza days. But then I don't know if this is going to turn into an Illinois-Purdue rivalry. I got frustrated and said, you know, I think I hate Purdue now, but I don't really think I hate them because at the end of the day, you root for Big Ten teams if they move on in the March Madness. But Illinois did play well. In the first half, their defense was not where Brad Underwood probably wanted it to be. But the first half, Illinois did play well. Um, they were up 38-36 to 36 at halftime. So they're in a position kind of like they were in the first game where my takeaway from the first go-around with Purdue is these are the two best teams in the Big Ten. It's not the you know Michigan State. It's not Michigan. It's not Ohio State. It's not whoever. These are the two best teams. These are the two best at running their offense. These are two teams that can rebound, and they're lengthy, and if they get hot shooting, they are very deadly. They're kind of similar. Purdue has a little more size in the middle. No offense to Illinois, but Illinois is made for – you know, Illinois kind of looks like a team that was kind of getting ready to play Baylor because last year when we played Baylor, who was one of the best teams, you know, they won the championship, Illinois, the length and the speed – of them really bothered Illinois. And so now Illinois is trying to have the speed and the length. But when you do that and you go up against, and then you play a team that has the size down low, but also has the wings up top, that is poised and a you know, recipe to, to have a game like this happen. So when you play pretty good the first half, defense has to be able to make plays. But they play well in the first half. So that's a takeaway that you put. Okay, we're in this close game. So this is going to end up being a close game because we're similar teams. This is going exactly like last time. It is hard to beat a team twice in a season. So if you're Purdue, what adjustments are you going to make at halftime? Are you going to keep to the same game plan and, and all that good stuff? I mean, people that listen know basketball. Coaches out there understand the coaching part of it and everything. But then, you know, the second half, Illinois starts off okay. And then it just kind of crumbled beneath our feet. Um, you know, Kofi had come out at one point, and then everything started to crumble. Now, again, Kofi didn't have his best performance. Uh, shooting was not there for Illinois. And that's one of the things I take away from Illinois when we – I'll get to that in, in a second. They just didn't hit shots. Um, I think they sort of got away from Kofi for a little bit. Um, but, again, he didn't have his best game, so that – talk about when he plays against somebody just as tall or just as big and he doesn't do the things he normally does you know is that a knock on him is that why he came back to college because maybe he wasn't going to get drafted high in the NBA now he ended with 18 points 
um, seven rebounds. So, I mean, 18 points isn't bad, but he was averaging over 20 points. He usually gets you about 10 or more rebounds. He had four offensive rebounds and three defensive rebounds. Free throws was better. Uh, he shot four or five free throws. We did not shoot many free throws, so we did not get to the line um, as much as we probably need, or as much as we needed to. The next higher score was Plummer with 14, and then it was just a huge drop off. You know, Grandison had seven, uh, Williams had three, and then Trent Frazier had two off the bench. Um, Melendez had eight. Now Corbello came off the bench with 15. Uh, so he was our second lean score, but he did come off the bench. Uh, he had six of six free throws, but he was four for 10 shooting, which again, we talked about before with Corbello. Sometimes he just tries to do too much and having all this time off that he has had with concussion or COVID, you know, they've been very secretive about it. They, he has to get his wind under him. He has to get the game back. But he takes a lot of shots, so 4 for 10 is not the best, but he did hit his free throws. Um, but Kofi, you know, he didn't get up and passed the 20-point game. Corbello off the bench brought a little spark. But in the second half, defense, we, you know, Purdue, you know, sometimes a team's just going to hit every single shot no matter what you do. Uh, closeouts were not the best for Illinois. Uh, we gave up 48 points in the second half, and we only scored 30 to lose 84 to 68. So Trent Frazier, you know, had to play some defense. Um, But, you know, we do rely on him to hit a couple big shots. Uh, He only hit one. He was one for seven. He was 0 for four behind the arc uh, with two points. Now, again, he'll spell a lot of his energy out on defense. Then we did have that scary moment when they collided knees and Trent Frazier went down holding his knee. And normally when that happens and you see that type of pain, you go, it's an an ACL or an MCL. Like, that's exactly what it looks like. My poor friend Logan, if you guys go check out the No One Asked Us podcast with him and Craig Cho where they have, you know, watch-along Illinois games. I turned it on. I just turned on their watch-along and this happened. Um... And Logan looks so sad. That's probably his favorite basketball player. I've never seen Logan look so sad. But when that happens, you're you're cringing. That's a leader. Even though he's not scoring, that's a leader on the court to try to help ride the storm. But what he does when we ride the storm is he comes up with a big steal. He comes up with a big defensive stop. Or he hits a corner three like he is known for, and we just start to get back in it. So he wasn't hitting shots. Williams um, does kind of the same thing, can play defense, but he can kind of hit some shots. Well, he was one for four from three, only had the three points. He was one for six. Then you kind of go, okay, maybe Grandison hit a shot. I mean, he, I mean, he ended up being three for eight. Plummer, five for ten, so he tried. And then we just didn't get, you know, besides Curbelo off the bench, uh, Melendez only with eight points, and the next person to score off the bench was Payne because of free throws. He was one for three on free throws and had the one point. So we need so to beat a Purdue, you need your stars to do their thing. You also need some help off the bench, which everybody knows in basketball, that's what it is. But to weather the storm of not getting that much production off the bench, you need guys that are starting to score. Now, I mean, Corbello did what he could, just shot the ball too much. He played 21 minutes, which is a lot coming off the bench. Um, free throw wise, I mean, 12 of 15, 80%. But our three pointers were 8 of 26, 
Uh, field goal percentage, we were 24-58 for 41%, so the three-pointer was not good. Free throw was okay. You'd like to see that up high in the high 80s. If not, every coach wants it in the 90s, but you got to get a little bit higher of 80s. Uh, then the field shooting, okay. But, you know, that's... But one thing that they, we did not do, especially in the second half with defense, and this is why you talk about getting stops and everything else. I mean, they held that um, their center, um, Adai or Edie, however you say his name. I mean, you hold that guy to 13 points, pretty good because he's a big guy. So Kofi did his thing on defense. They doubled. Um, he was 6 for 10 shooting, uh, only 1 for 3 on free throws. But then we let Ivy, if that's how you say his name, go off. With 26 points, that's the guy who had four fouls the last time Illinois played them in overtime, and we never drove the ball at him. When a guy's got four fouls and it's like their main guy, the guy that at any point in time can score, you drive the ball at him. Well, this time this guy said, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get foul trouble. And he just went off for 26 points. He was 10 of 17, two for five or behind the arc, four for four on free throws. So, I mean, right here you got – Guys for them with 26 and 13, and then Hunter Jr. with 9, Stok- Stokovic with 7, and then uh, Gillis with 6, and then off the bench they had uh, Williams with 10, First with 5, Morton with 5, Thompson with 3. So when guys come off the bench and give you 5 to 10 points, that helps. And then when your starters are scoring 26, 13, 6, and 9, that just puts you in a situation. Uh, they shot free throws. They were 72%. Uh, they shot better from the three-point line, uh, 40%. And then their overall field goal was higher than Illinois, which was a 50%, which is what we want to be at. But they just in the second half started hit shots, and we just had no answer for Ivy. We were not closing out. We were not recognizing where he was. We started to turn the ball over. And those are just recipes for disaster. So a couple things that Illinois does that sometimes I sit here and question, and I'm not questioning Brad Underwood whatsoever. Brad Underwood is the coach, and I'm tired of hearing about Sometimes in these games, maybe we need a new coach. No, Brad Underwood, uh, they need to pay him whatever he needs to keep him around for as long as possible, as long as we are in positions to win. Brad Underwood's the guy, so we need to stop with, you know, we need a new coach and everything else. One thing Illinois starts to do is we can hit three-pointers. I think we're a decent three-point shooting team. But the problem is, like last night, when you start shooting threes and they're not going in, well, what 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 do you do then? So at those points, you kind of got co- away from Kofi. But then another thing Illinois likes to do is everything go through Kofi. Now, when you're a player of the year candidate, when you're a Big Ten player of the year candidate, um, you're trying to get to the NBA. Yes, the offense has to go through you. But one thing Illinois will do is when they do dump it off to Kofi, you got guys standing on the wings, standing there waiting for the ball. So if Kofi gets doubled, they're ready to go. But like we tell the high school kids, when you give it the ball to the big guy and you just stand there, he's not going to find you. That is a bad angle. The diagonal pass from the post, if he gets doubled, it's a hard pass. He's going to try to get to the corner, but if they flood the corner, it's not going to be open. So when Illinois is always moving, you know, Coach Under wants to bring like a motion-moving offense, and when we're all moving, we're all doing something, and Kofi makes a quick move, it's pretty good. When you watch him try to score, especially on a guy that's taller than him, and you just stand there watching, you're not cutting to the basket, you're not trying to get open, it causes a problem. And then Illinois also, when they don't hit their threes, well, what do you do then? Now, if you're open, you can't fault them for taking it. Well, if you're 
not open and the threes just aren't going, okay, you need to ball sweep and try to get to the baseline. Maybe it opens up Kofi. Try to get to the middle, what we call, you know, at high school, we call it two-double shooting. Get closer and try to hit a shot. Maybe we get something that's going to the rim. And once we start getting going to the rim, it might open up the three completely. Now, it's basketball. There's times where you do make, you take a wide open shot and it looks good. Form's good. The release is good. They're straight up and down. And it's just not going to go in. There are those type of nights that happen in basketball, NBA, college. It doesn't matter. It happens. This was just one of those halves. This was one of those nights where it just didn't work. It just didn't. It, the shots weren't falling. Purdue came ready to play. They were at home. You know, they were feeding off the energy. That just is what it is. So, one thing to take away, another thing to take away from this is, Illinois is still a good team. I already saw a post about Illinois being overrated. They're chanting for Kofi to be overrated. He's not overrated. Illinois isn't overrated. The way this game was played, they're ranked where they need to be. Now, I think they could be a top 10 team and probably be exactly number 10. Big 10 is a good basketball conference. I know this year the SEC is catching up last year. Actually, probably the past two years, if not more, but I know for a fact the past two years, the Big 10 has been the best basketball conference overall from top to bottom and just a meat grinder of a schedule. You want to talk about like SEC football and a meat grinder of a schedule? That is what the Big Ten basketball is now. This year, not quite as much, but you got Indiana getting better. Michigan took a way step, way step back. Uh, Michigan State's Michigan State, you know, and all these teams. So it's a meat grinder of a schedule. And you've got two of the best teams. I don't care if Illinois is 13 or they're going to be 17 or 18 next week. They're two of the best teams in the whole NCAA basketball. So, I mean, they have to play each other twice. So one thing that is alarming is that you lose to Purdue twice this year. I do think this is a collision in the Big Ten tournament where they play before the championship or if they get to the championship. Illinois, so Purdue pulled an Illinois. When Illinois hits the shots like Purdue did, so that's why they're similar. They're lengthy, they can shoot, and when it's on, it's on, and it's not going to turn off. They make defensive stops just like how Illinois does it. They have guys step up. Whether they don't score a lot, but they're going to play defense. They're very similar. Not quite in the offenses they run, but the styles of how they win, how they defend. I think this is a crash course for a Big Ten title, as long as they both show up and do what's asked of them. Purdue is built and poised and recruited and coached well to try to make a Final Four run. But so is Illinois. So I would not take as much stock into this because... You want to play these teams in the regular season so you understand how tough it is to play these teams. So when you do get to the Big Ten tournament, when you do get to March Madness, eh, I played Purdue twice. Oh, we played so-and-so twice. And we beat them or they were close games. So now you understand you play a good team in March Madness, things will go well. Or should go well and you should be poised to do so. So we should not overreact to this Purdue game because... We're still battling for the Big Ten regular season title. Now, I personally don't put as much stock into that because, like, when Michigan won last year, we won the Big Ten. Well, then we shouldn't play the Big Ten tournament. That's my opinion. Is okay. Well, if we have a regular season Big Ten, you know, champion, then don't play the Big Ten because then which one is real? Which one is the important one? That's what I don't understand. When you have a regular season. 
one, but then you play a tournament. So right now, I think Illinois might be number three. Um, because right now Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois are all are ten and three in the Big Ten. Uh, but Purdue has beaten Illinois twice. Illinois has beat Wisconsin. They're going by overall. Um, Wisconsin's nineteen and four overall. Uh, Illinois seventeen and six overall, and then Purdue is twenty one and three overall. But we have beat Wisconsin. We won't play them again. So we just cannot continue to lose games. And then, you know, we're these three teams right now. The way they're playing are. You know, way above everybody. You know, Ohio State coming in after that. Michigan State. You know, Michigan State being seventeen and six overall as well, but they're eight and four in conference. So, right now, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois are all tied up there in first, and then a game and a half back is Ohio State. So, and then I have points out Michigan is three games back. They're six and five in the conference. We have we're coming up to play them later on uh, here pretty soon. I believe we got Northwestern next. Rutgers, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. And Iowa, so it's it's wrapping up. Um, but Illinois fans, there is no – we shouldn't fret. We shouldn't worry about this. Um, we The only thing I say we'd have to worry about or think about is we have to start clicking. So these – you know, if we struggle against Northwestern, again, that's where you can start to go, eh, okay. But this is – Northwestern is that game where we can start to get back on track, start to hit those shots. Kofi can get the post game back. We have a string here that's going to be tough. But it's also a string where you could start really saying this is who we are and get our shot back. That's the only thing that concerns me is when we don't hit shots like the three, when we're not hitting threes, how do we combat that? What do we go to? Do we not just watch Kofi? When Kofi's not hitting things, what do we do to help him out and the team out? That's kind of where I want it to go, and that's where I get a little – that's the part I worry about. But that's also a little bit of a coach in us where – you do it the same thing with the high school kids where everything collapses, but we're standing there looking for the three because I think as fun as the Warriors are to watch and as fun as they were to watch with this three-point stuff and the Orlando Magic way back when, it's trickled down. It trickles down to college. It trickles down to high school where when they see that, and all there is is like, we're going to shoot the three, we're going to shoot the three, we're going to shoot the three. Well, what happened to old school cutting to the basket and getting a layup? What happened to cutting and getting a you know a 15-foot jumper? A 10-foot jumper, like just something closer to the basket. Well, it's a two-pointer. It's not a three, Steve. That's why it's not as fun. Well, sorry. That's not what we're here for. We're here to score points and win. So those are the only things is when Illinois' offense starts to get a little stagnant, uh, when we are allowing teams to drive to the middle on defense. Um, But Illinois fans, don't fret. It's fine. When Illinois starts clicking and everything starts going, Trent Frazier was fine from the knee. Uh, he was fine, so we're poised to – we're Illinois poised. I mean, we said it last year too, but if everything clicks and we play the way we can, we are poised to make a deep March Madness run, I believe. You know, I think that. You know, Logan, if you listen to this, I am going to quote you. Illinois is the best team in the Big Ten that's not named Purdue. Purdue is the best team as of right now in the Big Ten. They're poised to win the Big Ten title. But I think it could be, it depends how the bracket works. I do believe this could be an Illinois-Purdue Big Ten tournament matchup. And you almost have to go with Illinois or start to think Illinois could win that one because it's tough to beat a team twice. It's hard to beat a team three times. And then they're poised to go into March Madness, make a deep run, do well, represent the Big Ten, and everything's good. 
Life is good. Um, so that, those are my final thoughts with Illinois. Illinois fans, we're fine. Everything's all good. Everything will be fine. Um, thanks, you guys, so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Coach Steve Show YouTube channel, hit the like button and the subscribe button. Um, I know on Apple, you know, rate it, follow it. Um, Spotify, you can also now rate podcasts. So please go do that for me. And then wherever you listen to your podcast, do that for me. Um, check out the Facebook page, Coach Steve Show Facebook page. Uh, follow on Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Um, check out weekly episodes. Check out the podcast on ColorCast, the sports commentating app only for Apple as of right now to my knowledge. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. This is Coach Steve, another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are out of here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.